0: Hey, I'm Matt Lowell from Low Moon, and I'm hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. This new album, "A um, Modern Life," is like my first introduction of the of the band, and like just listening to the first couple tracks, I was already like instantly hooked. So um, I'm a new fan. So thanks oh, for welcome. thanks for bringing me on board to this adventure of Low Moon.
1: Uh, thanks for being here. That's super sweet.
0: <laughs> so as we as we're getting ready to for the release of this record, this is your sophomore album and uh once again you guys are taking us into this like new atmosphere with this record. Um just the introduction and and the first track carried away, it just it makes me just go into this new atmosphere. Like I I I dive into this new world um because of the way that you guys created the music, because of your lyrics, because of your voice. Um, can you talk to me about the creative process of this record? And and how would you say this record was different from the self-titled back in 2017,
1: 2018? Yeah, I, th- I think the first, the biggest difference was that we had played a lot of shows on the first album. Um, and we 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 were positive that we wanted to make a band record, a record that felt like us playing in the room and that felt like. It had an energy about it that we were able to capture in our live shows and, and build on. And that was the biggest difference. I mean, we had Sterling in, in the fold this time. So we had a drummer full time. And um, I think we just committed to that idea of what's it feel like when we're having a conversation together in a room as a band.
0: This time around, like you come into the studio, you have you've mentioned you have the drummer now. Um, you know how different is that atmosphere between all of you as you guys are do you guys all record or write together or is it just you writing and then the band comes in yeah uh it's
1: I usually start it um the writing and or um Sam and I I do a bit there I mean it just kind of depends what the song kind of needs and where it's at I mean there are moments where I take a full song into the band and they just jump in on it and uh, we, 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 you know, finish it together. Um, But, you know, when we came off the road in 2018, I think we were all feeling we're tired and we needed a, a a break from just, we needed to think about where we wanted to go. And I kind of took that time and sat down and started, you know, they always say like you have 10 years to make your fresh, you know, your first and then you have like a, a year to make the sophomore record. I mean, was in there so we got a little more time but um i just needed to figure out what i wanted to say and how i wanted to say it and um so we entered we you know like every record i think there's a few false starts where you think you're making the record but you're not making the record yet it's like oh that all right we're not making that record we're making this kind of record oh we're not making that record and so um it was just a process to figure out kind of direction and how we wanted to 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 approach it and and once we and really it just happened by the first song i think we jammed on was expectations and it was a song that i was like this has to feel like a band like it has to have this energy we need energy um and so brought that to the guys and that just took on a life of its own and then that, that that kind of shaped you know once that song and dream never dies were there, it kind of felt like I knew what I was talking about thematically,
0: and I knew what the band needed to sound like, um, and we just kept diving in. The fact that expectations, the more of a band kind of uh, live show kind of track was what kind of kick-started this album. Um, how did you go from from that song to a song like Carried Away, where I feel like um, it's it's like you take me into the soundscape. So differentiating the The sounds that we hear on this record like how did you guys go along how did you guys create that and at the same time how were you able to make it make sense on these 10 tracks Uh, i hope it makes sense but I, i
1: think that that um as a band we were just we understand that we well i think it has to do with there's an expanse to what we like to do and where the reach is, and there's always these oceanic moments that we talked about a lot on the first record of how do we get this to feel expansive but intimate, And that's just the place that we really feel comfortable exploring. So to answer your question, we don't really know. we just we do one thing and, and we chase that down until it it has. A feeling, um, and I know that for a song like Expectations, it's a different emotional ride. It's a different emotional ride than, say, Carried Away or Dream, but it's connected into the fabric of what it's what it's like being in, in Low Moon. I guess it's just a band, um, and and so yeah, I I, I think it's uh, it it's something that we've maybe in the past shy away from like oh is this low moon enough you know is expectations low moon? and and it is because it's us playing it and it's us me singing it and we're talking about something that's important to us so that's when that's where the through line comes in and carried away actually was a completely different intro only to about two weeks before the record was getting mastered so uh that song actually started completely different and it didn't And it had actually way more rocky intro and we we cut it at the last second Um, to kind of create this world where you're entering into an album and a low moon album. We the way I I think we were thinking about it was from LM one to a modern life. It was like we needed a we needed to bring you into the journey. We couldn't just hit you over the head right away because that's not really the kind of band we are anyway. So,
0: yeah, it was just that Mm. playing with that now aside from like the soundscapes that that was one of the things that i really loved uh about this this record um and i guess at the same time about carried away um aside from that is that i i listen to your voice as an instrument uh i i don't know how else to explain it but i feel like you have this certain tone in your voice that um without you being a part of it for example, on a song like Carried Away, without you singing it, I, I don't feel Carried Away is complete. Like I feel like I need that certain tone that you have. How do I, you go about as far as like your vocals, um, and especially during the writing process? Like are you, consi- uh, do you have that in mind the entire time that you're writing? Or is this something that you write the lyrics and then once you hit the studio, your vocals just come out the way that they do?
1: No, I, the vocals are like the most, important piece of the puzzle for me i mean i i obsess over the vocals for a a long time and i probably sang carried away i just sing it a lot and then i and then i choose the take that feels like i'm hitting on the emotion again it's all comes back to the feeling of it um i don't know the timbre of it feeling like an instrument i think that's just the way i sing so like that that's awesome because that my favorite singers, that's what, that's what they do. So, um, that's, that's really awesome to hear, but I think it's not like I'm just in there one take and it's like, all right, we got it. Like, i i I mean, I, I obsess over it and I, and I, and I just, you know, and like anything, the more you sing something or the more you play something, it just becomes a little bit more natural and it becomes a little bit more, you know, I don't know. Like, the motion is easier to to capture um and i I, we we i pay a lot of attention to that um you know especially when it comes to the recording of it the demos sometimes just me on the
0: on a voice memo so like i i mean maybe that has a feeling i have no idea (laughs) how do you make it so smooth though just because you're you're not you're touching like you're being vulnerable on this record. Uh you give us this sense of vulnerability, struggle but at the same time like this sense of hope but throughout each track like you it's just your voice is just so smooth throughout it. Like I don't feel like there's like pain coming out of your vocals. Um so how do you how do you go about that? Um I have no idea. That's super sweet.
1: I really don't know. Um it's just a it's just the way I you know what it is i i think it's just the way i express myself is in that tone um and um it's where i feel the most comfortable i guess um it honestly just also just comes down to if i like hearing my voice and the guys will tell you i mean like it takes a lot for me to be like this vocal's is dumb you know um so yeah i just i just don't think it's the hardest part of the process for me. So the fact that you think it sounds smooth, I'm really glad because it's really hard for me to be happy with the vocal. Super That's awesome. I'm glad you think the vocal is good.
0: <laughs> glad you're approved. <laughs> as far as production goes, uh, you co-produced this um, record as well. So you know, what was it about this this new producer that you worked with that you know drew your attention in the first place? And you know, how different was it working with him compared to working with Chris Walla on the on the debut album?
1: Yeah, well, we met Eve um through a friend because Eve was, you know, he'd made the Eve's tumor record, which we loved, and and then he um came from this world of getting a band to sound great. And he wanted and he was not afraid of making a band record. And I think there's It's tough to find producers these days that that want to make band records. You know, a lot of producers are just not interested in getting a band to try to sound like a band, um, which is fine. It just is what it is. Um, and Eve was down with that. And Eve really wanted to chase that, and Eve really wanted to help us get there. So um when I met Eve, I was immediately into his enthusiasm for that because that's kind of a lost art and a lot of producers aren't paying attention to that. So that was really great. And he was a, a really good personality in the studio. He was constantly egging us on to continue to push. And and, and if and I think with the type of band that we are, we are, are obsessed with rep, with record making and we have a reverence for it. And it's very important to us. And we need a producer that is down to just like follow us because there might be a moment where we're like, it's not right. We just have to do it again. And the producer will either A, go, you guys are on your own. I can't do this anymore. Or B, oh, OK, interesting. What do you think? And he was a B guy. You know, he was an, oh, interesting. What do you, let's do it. So we need a guy like that. Um, funnily enough, we came to the end of the record. And um, there were two songs that were kind of sitting in the balance. And I had written Digging Up the Dead and Modern Life. that we had been, I wrote Digging Up the Dead. And it was just like this thing that I thought was good and we wanted to put on the record. And then um, modern life wasn't, wasn't really done yet. So we actually went back and hit up Chris Walla and, and, and he worked on those two songs with us for the, to, to kind of finish the album. It was like, we had two more songs. He came in, felt great to be in um in, with him again and, and just get his spirit on it as well. It's like, you know, this is just, it's a very collaborative process making records. It's kind of funny that like
0: the title track was one of the, last songs to kind of be created well Uh,
1: the well there were about 300 versions of that song so it was just the the version that ended up making the record was the last version that we landed on
0: (laughs) now the fact that you said eve is a a b guy um he's willing to to try new things with you guys did you find did the band find themselves experimenting during this record and if so how did you guys go about that
1: we're always experimenting. I I I do consider us a band that likes the rabbit hole, that likes the journey of making a record, that enjoys being in the studio, discovering what a song could be. Um, and that kind of just keeps the creative. We just like being creative in the studio. I don't think it's, it doesn't ever feel like a, um, it doesn't ever feel like it's done. It's just at the point where you have to let it go so and that's just always going to be the way it is with us i just know that it's the way it is with me i don't ever think that it's completely finished it's just that's the time to, to that it has to that it has to be put to bed and you might not have any more ideas than that maybe that energy is better placed somewhere doing something new so yeah
0: now when you guys come together uh to either once that recording or once the lyrics are written or right before you guys hit the studio Do you guys come together and come up with like the kinds of like um, cadences or BPMs in advance, or is this something that just kind of happens naturally as you guys are recording each track?
1: Um, Sometimes it. Sometimes we chase down whatever I'm, however I'm feeling. The honestly, it's really about where the vocal is sitting next to the to the drum track, and I have a very very weird relationship with tempo i mean it's just it's very touch and go some days i'll come in and have five cups of coffee and think that a song should be seven bpm faster and, and then i start singing or listening back and i'm like that was a really bad choice okay let's go back to where we were um or sometimes that's like the right choice you know so that is always a discovery with us um sometimes it's it's just like there and the tempo and the cadence and the BPM is just built into whatever the demo is. Sometimes, like the song, like "Dream Never Dies." Sam and I worked on that demo, and the writing of that demo w- was kind of like the the tempo was pretty much written into the song. Like we had a drum beat that changed over time, but like the the tempo never changed from day one to the last day of recording. Um, so yeah. That's like a, a whole world and rabbit hole worth going down. But I don't really understand tempo. It's mind boggling. Like it's so, you know, working on something at that you think should be fast at 95 BPM, like what I would consider fast for something. And then you slow it down 5 BPM and all of a sudden it actually just feels right, you know? So you can get obsessed with tempo. Um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I, it's it's one of those things, like I, I like to think about it as like when you when you hit the LA traffic, you can be one or two minutes late, but those one or two minutes is going to add another 30 to 45 minutes. So it's like the same thing with, with the tempo, and I feel like it can change the dynamic of the song itself. Um, with saying that, during the recording process, did you find any one song in particular that you ended up stepping out of your comfort zone vocally? um trying a a different kind of range or a different kind of tone um and you know what was that experience like
1: yeah um i think vocally dream never dies was a different tone. i mean it's a huge range of vocally for me it's tough to sing um that one and when we're rehearsing it now i'm like this is a real this is a range you know this is a world um that will take practice and time to get right. and expectations as well trying to find that line between pushing my voice and making sure that it was feeling comfortable but also feeling angsty um, because that's what the song is you know that when I was 16 I had such big dreams that it has to have weight to it um, so it was really fun actually um, and eye-opening to kind of push on the, uh, on the, vo- the, vo-
0: the vocals this time around. Right? What song would you say the band challenged as a whole to either finalize aside, aside from the title track, of course, that was, um, that was the hardest, <laughs> but yeah. like, was there a particular song that you guys were, I mean, you guys almost scratched just because it was giving you such a hard time to, to finalize it. Modern life. That song was the song. <laughs> so that's just it. <laughs> it, is, it is. I mean, I, I th- there were other songs
1: that were scratched, you know, there were like other songs that we worked on for ages and ages and there's long demos and, and we scratched them. But Modern Life was the only one that we knew had something and we just had to get it, we had to get it there. (laughs) There's always one, there's always one. (laughs)
0: You you mentioned in the beginning of this interview that uh, the debut album, you guys had the opportunity of performance, of touring and and playing shows. Um, Obviously with the last two years, that hasn't been possible. So how much of a dynamic did that have in, the mindset or the mentality of the recording process of this album?
1: Well, we didn't record much over the, so the record record was pretty much done in 2020. There were some and jobs to do that just because of the pandemic, we got the time to do, but it wasn't, it didn't seep in the fact that we hadn't played a show that up to, you know, we still haven't played a show. So that hasn't really seeped in that didn't really seep into this record. Um, so we were lucky about that. But um, yeah, I think just knowing that we wanted to make the record as a band, because we had just spent a lot of time on the road together playing as a band, was very important. Um, and I think that was just because we had played a lot together. But yeah, I don't, uh, you know, because we recorded a lot of this in 20, Well, we started in 2018.
0: So it's right before this all kind of happened. Well, yeah, I mean, like <laughs> we were supposed to put our record out in 2020. And was, wow. Yeah. Well, lastly, this record drops February twenty fifth. Um, what excites you most about this album?
1: the The most exciting part about this album is that I do feel like we took a step, um, and we took chances that we definitely wouldn't have taken on the first record, and we are a much better live band now through playing so many shows that it's going to be really, really exciting to come full circle and get this song, get these songs out and play them for people. I mean, we've started rehearsing and it's really, really interesting that remembering, like we were saying the other day, like, do you remember where we were when we were rehearsing for the first album? When we got the album done and we were like, let's get in a room, we have to play shows and where we are now, like, and that's just awesome because that means that we're taking steps in the right direction and we're growing as a unit and that's really exciting
0: nice well i'm looking forward to uh live shows from you guys and uh, like i said i'm a brand new fan and where are you located i'm here in la i'm I'm here
1: in the la shows
0: yes so i I definitely will be um so i'm looking forward to that and uh thank you again for taking the time to talk to me and congratulations in advance with this record i know once it drops it's gonna uh, fans are just going to fall in love. So thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.